Hello everyone, and welcome back to 82K Hip Hop Podcast, podcast where we cover K-Hip Hop news, releases, drama, and more. Nuna, would you like to introduce our yes. guest today? Um, so today we have a special guest with us. Um, he's a YouTuber who covers both K-Hip Hop and K-Pop, and has over 70,000 subscribers, as well as over 1,000 videos. Throughout his 10-year run on YouTube, his videos have amassed over 31 million views, Please welcome Car K-Pop, aka Matt. Yay! <laughs> Hi, I'll cheer yeah. for myself. Thanks for having me. Happy to be and here. Thank you for joining. Great stuff. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. As uh, we we were gonna say, uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, the difference between K-pop and K-hip-hop, um, the crossover from east to west. Um, fans of K-pop uh, versus K-hip-hop, and so on. And we don't really want to fall into the trap of pitting K-hip-hop and K-pop against each other, um, which a lot of times fans of both genres, especially like newer fans, tend to do. Um, so I guess we're gonna, we were planning on starting out from uh, talking about the history. Um, and talking about like different topics like authenticity, like fan bases, and just going into that stuff. So um, yeah. That's the plan. So uh, yeah. we can actually start off like talking about yourself, Matt. Like, oh, awesome. how did you kind of get into K-pop or yeah. K-hip-hop? We could just start yeah. with both. Or... Um, well, while I'm flattered that I, you guys have said 10 years, um, surprisingly, I've only been really doing it for six, <laughs> even though my channel's existed for 10. Um, so it's like, I mean, just numbers. Just because like I got into K-pop in like 2014, um, so like after I made my channel, but, um, yeah, slowly fell into that. Only liked girl groups for a year. Cause you know, I'm a dude that's weird to like boy boy groups. And then watched got sevens a from like 2015. And I'm like, you know what? Boy groups aren't too bad. Got into boy groups. Um, and then it was just like a slow thing. And funny enough, I got into K-pop because it was recommended on a um, Slipknot video, which is a metal band, if you know. Yeah, I know um, I was watching their new music video. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know. Um, Who got recommended to you first? So yeah, and then got into K-pop. Who got recommended to you first? Uh, who, uh... Or like, what was what, the what, first... What video was... Yeah, or what was, like, the first K-pop video you watched, if you remember? Uh, the one that got me into K-pop was Girls' Day Darling. So, yeah, <laughs> and then um, basically my channel started because I liked K-pop for like two years, and my friends were still like, "Oh, you like K-pop? What's wrong with you?" Type of thing. Um, but yeah, we would always hang out <laughs> and we would just like eat and do nothing except talk and like just like chill at Taco Bell or something. And so we're like, "Yo, let's be let's be productive when we are like hanging out." Uh, so we wanted to like start a YouTube channel and we tried a few things. We tried to podcast ourselves, like about random stuff. We tried like, uh, thinking about different ideas and I was just like, yo, let's react to K-pop. That's kind of popping right now. Like I know K-pop, like, uh, and they were down for it. So I just ended up showing my friends K-pop in the car, which is why it's called car K-pop and creative title (laughs) and (laughs) revolutionary. Exactly. And, uh, we went from there and we, Basically, the entire content on the channel was um, just K-pop reactions for a few years and getting my few friends to get into K-pop, which they never really did, um, even though they knew everything about it. And about, like, maybe 
two or th you know th about three to four years ago maybe closer to three um just me being a fan of korean music and korean pop and everything um slowly started to explore the uh lesser known genres of k-pop like k-hip-hop and the r&b side and stuff like that and that basically had me dive into all the um cool stuff that's not just like the you know stereo stereotypical dancing k-pop and everything so um after that i kind of turned my channel away from just sitting in a car reacting to stuff without much content so like more um rap related stuff whether it's k-pop rap or hip-hop and yeah that's the very abbreviated story of it what are your favorite like artists in both k-pop and k-hip-hop these days Okay, so the so I can divide that into two questions. Okay. Like the overall all time, mm -hmm. like favorite artist is different, but so these days, um, K pop wise would be like Stray Kids, oh, yeah. Dreamcatcher, um P one Harmony's a rookie that I'm really enjoying and I'm kind of excited for their new comeback. And uh maybe like Oh My Girl for like the more poppy type of girl group and then of course always like hmm i i guess maybe like monster x as well 80s? even though they're kind of falling away from them lately but i feel like you would like 80s 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 uh, 80s yeah 80s. surprisingly i i'm just like kind of iffy oh really on them um i like a few of their songs but i'm not like head over heels for them like a lot of fans are like especially like that stray kids type of yeah thing. Like, a, lot like of a lot of stray, stray kids, kids fans, fans are also yeah. at's fans yeah, yeah, yeah but uh yeah and since you said weirdly Dreamcatcher enough, too, I, I, yeah like i feel like the mix between like Dreamcatcher and like stray kids like if you like those two you usually like at's yeah. i don't know what it is they just have this really unique sound that i haven't caught on to yet yeah. i can't explain it but yeah. I, I don't dislike mm -hmm. them it's just like I'm not like a fool out like I love ATs. Yeah, yeah. I know all the members. Like I know Mingi and Hong Jung, of course. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and San. But, you know uh, San, yeah, right? So, Everyone has to know San. San, and then uh, the the high note guys, Jun Ho. Oh, Jung Ho, yeah, yeah. Why do I know oh, so okay. much I about close, this? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> secret secret Atini. Uh, I did actually. Actually, I saw them perform, so I guess actually, yeah. I, oh. I, Oops, I guess I exposed myself. Yep, I am. I mean, I think we have a similar, like, K-pop taste in K-pop. Um, I mean, I don't play it seems like it, it yeah. as much, but... Um, yeah, my mom also doesn't like ATs. <laughs> but she likes Stray Kids. I guess that's a thing, like, sometimes. Oh, there you go. I guess there's, like, a group of people. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's that. Yeah. What about like K K hip hop? Yeah. What was like the first like video or something like that that was recommended to you? First video of K hip hop. Or like first artist maybe? Um Yeah, first I, artist or since since I've been into K pop, it's like I guess I slowly just kind of seen more mm -hmm. and more of it. So I, I guess the first ever one I wasn't into K hip hop, mm -hmm. but the first artist from K hip hop I listened to was Basic. Oh, um, because on Show Me the Money 4, he collabed with Mamamoo, oh. and I knew Mamamoo, and I'm like, oh, who's this? And then I'm like, oh, this song is awesome. He's a great rapper, too. So then I was always like, yo, I love Basic, and he's like, he was like the only K-hip-hop rapper I knew. Oh, I was expecting so, uh, he 
Yeah, I feel like most people... Um, I mean, I knew Jay Park. But Jay Park was always, like, a K-R-N-B. Yeah. Like, he, like you know, like when I thought of Jay Park, it was always, like, uh, mummy oh, yeah, type yeah, yeah, of yeah. vibe. Like, the very... Mm, yeah. That type of stuff. So I wasn't too into that. Like, I, I always kind of, like, brushed off Jay mm-hmm. Park. But um, yeah. uh, his recent stuff's really good, though. But that's off the point. <laughs> um, uh, But my favorite, like, current, like, K-hip-hop, I would say, then, is, like... Uh, just like not K-pop artists, I, I would say then. Uh, just from a uh, high school rapper three, hmm. I think he was on. Um, I absolutely adore his music. He was like rapping on a high school rapper three, but now he's like <laughs> all like uh, sad boy R and B type <laughs> vibes, which is weird. But um, I don't know. I love it. I'm like addicted to his stuff from 2020. And then uh, this underground underground type artist named J Clef, and then. Um, this girl named Cherry Coke. Oh, Cherry Coke, Um, yeah. Oh, Cherry Coke. Her aesthetic is just, like, top-notch. And then, um... That's the first first person (laughs) I've heard mention J-Clef ever. Really? Yeah, she's so underrated. I love her, like, it's her songwriting. It's just so good to me. Like, it's so, such unique songwriting, like, um, just stuff you don't really expect or hear much, like, especially in, like, um the popular type of music but yet it's still technically pop music so yeah i, I just i love her music too i wish she would release more because she hasn't released she, anything since 2018 but. yeah yeah she, she she won like the rookie of the year award or something at the at some award show i forget really i didn't know that yeah yeah i was surprised too because i was like wow nobody really knows jay cleft that well but she managed to release one album and then win that award that's that's impressive because i don't know she she's great i wish she would release like a new album sometime soon because i've heard nothing from her since then but i don't know her music's addicting to me um on top of that but like i guess uh before i eat up too much time because i just keep talking uh the uh stereotypical k-hip-hop rappers i would like um justice of course punchnello um mm. Who's a oh, uh, Lay One? Lay who on. I kind of just found out through "Show Me the Money Nine. I, I oh his recent song I've, I've been addicted to that the past like two weeks or week however long it's been out. Um, and who else is there? I don't know. There, there's a whole bunch. Jackie Y, of course. Um, still nothing. All... Have you checked out Mirani? Oh, Mirani. Yeah, she just dropped a new uh, single, like double oh, single, kind of Daisy? the other day with a. Uh, mm-hmm. Groovy. One with PH, the music video was mm-hmm. PH yeah. one, I think, and then a B side with Justice. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, Mirani's definitely on my radar from Show Me the Money Nine too. <laughs> Show Me the Money Nine <laughs> as well. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, I know the majority, I guess, of K-pop rappers. But that's, I guess, the Indigo, uh, like the 2018 Indigo crew was kind of like the uh, first, like, when I kind of fully committed into K-pop, like. I'm going to explore this full genre instead of listening to artists here and there like I did with Basic. Mm. Indigo game. Interesting. Yeah, yeah like the yeah. Kid Millie, Noel, Swings, Justice, yeah. Jackie. Yeah. yeah. Young B. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that, that's kind of my history of K-hip-hop and K-pop. <laughs> I was definitely expecting Justice because of your fast rap series, I think. He has the, the vibe, I, I, yeah. vibe, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, I mean, at least for me, top-notch. Like, 
one of my favorites and then he kind of blew up and i'm like like he blew up like the past like second half of 2020 when he did that whole um uh what mm, dingo yeah killing verse that that's a series oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he yeah, did killing verse and i don't know why but like suddenly like he just like exploded from i don't know if it was that or like a few months before that but he exploded i'm just sitting here like <laughs> i liked him when gone came out but i'm not saying anything yeah <laughs> yeah because that was gone verse he's like uh I don't know the, the the super fast part that got me addicted to him and gone is like um oh I better flow the ninety nine percent of rappers and like yeah. basically like oh why am I still like doing that and now I look back at that I'm like ha you got it now because you're like one of the top name yeah. K hip hop rappers at the scene right now so yeah. I don't know I feel good for him mm-hmm. so I guess like going back like getting into the chunk of or the meat of the actual like mm-hmm. episode today. Um, like starting to go back, I guess we can look go back in time and see how K-pop and K-hip-hop kind of started together, yeah. I guess you could say, and then kind of branched off mm-hmm. into their own different, um, gen- like their own separate genres. I mean, at the start, a lot of times, um, a lot of people would cite like So and Teji and Boys as like one of the first like K-pop boy groups, but also like one of the first people who like brought rap or sort of like the hip-hop style um into like korean mainstream media um and they like pioneered the uh, the rap and singing style that's still used to this day in k-pop um which is interesting because it's like both genres sort of have like a similar start but then from then on they sort of went in i guess two different directions i mean like the the start or like the the founding father i guess of k-hip-hop would be like tiger jk drunken tiger like Yoon Mire, mm-hmm. um, and they like brought in like the the American influence to K hip hop, since Mire was born in the U S. and Tiger J K lived there as a teenager and in college. Also, so. Verbal Gent too. And they brought that one. like I guess because he I read oh, that Verbal he Gent had too. actually brought, yeah. like he's yeah. the one that adopted the rhyme scheme that a lot of Korean rappers still use today, so I think that's important to note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Apparently, before before his uh, album released, <laughs> a lot of rappers were just rapping yeah. really fast in Korean and not actually rhyming, like mm-hmm. actual rhyme schemes. Really? So he was kind of the one who who brought in that, I guess, mm-hmm. rhyme scheme similar to yeah. to American or Western hip hop. Do you, Do you know when Verbal Gent started? Like, st- uh, like I, uh, 2001 was his first album. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, I know, like, a lot of, like, who are the, like, I guess, legends mm-hmm. of K-hip-hop, like, the, the founders, mm-hmm. of course, like, um, but I'm not exactly sure, like, who came about when. It's like, I can name, like, a bunch of people, but I'm never sure, like, who were, like, yeah. other than Tiger JK, of course, and, like, everything, like, who exactly came, like, after that, like, the following steps, I guess. I think Tiger JK and, and Verbal yeah, Gent were so. probably around the same time. And I know Dynamic Duo released their album like 2003, oh. Epic High as well 2003. Mm, yeah, if I remember correctly. You got all these states, just but I remember down. like, <laughs> like Epic High or Tableau mentioned like about their first album because apparently their first album did horribly, um, and he basically said like Korea was not ready yeah. for K-hip hop at that time. They were just fixated on k-pop and like k-hip-hop I was just that. you know kind yeah. of a weird 
weird child. I mean, even then, <laughs> a K, like just normal hip hop in the U.S. like was still kind of new. I mean, new relative of like it was only like what a decade old, maybe a decade and a half. Uh, yeah. The true like what we know as hip hop in America. So early two thousands Korea, it's like um what eight. Yeah. Ten years I mean, behind, like I feel yeah. like, a bit. Because, like, I guess you would say that, like, in America, hip-hop became sort of, like, the new pop in a way. Around, like, 2010s to, like, 2015, it started, like, catching up or, like, overcoming, you know, pop music. Because now, like, rap is bigger than what you would think of as, like, pop, even though it's supposed to be, like, the most popular music. I mean, rap tends to chart better, mm -hmm. it tends to, I guess, be covered more um, than, say, like, I don't know, just pop music in general, you know? This is kind of off topic, but would you say there's, like, a difference between pop rap in America versus, like, traditional, actual hip-hop rap? Like, there's, like, a difference between um, the artists who perform that, like, uh, someone like, like Cardi B as uh, as more of like a just like rapping like with a popular sound whereas like you have like a lot more like um, under the radar rapper not like they're famous in their own right and like a, <laughs> as a hip-hop artist but like uh, like someone like Tech 9 for example it's like I've never heard him on like the like on, on American radio station like oh here's the <laughs> new drop from Tech 9 but it's like if you ask anyone who genuinely loves hip-hop in America mm -hmm. like They'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah, Tech sure. Nine's a legend. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think that's but then, true What was like the initial most, question, though? <laughs> most genres, though, in a way. Like, there was that, cool. the surface level. Whatever any genre becomes big, you know, like, when rock was really big. Like, there was people who, like, everyone would hear on the radio. Like, I don't know. Like, Nirvana or ACDC, I guess. <laughs> Those are sort <laughs> of, like, two different. Or, like, Beatles. Like, everyone you, you, knew those. But then there's, like people who are more important or not more important but are equally important like to you know like the history of rock music um and the rock genre in general but you wouldn't hear as much of i guess so yeah. i don't know i mean maybe that's just part of music and part of genres it's like when you have something becoming sort of mainstream there's that stuff you do hear of like everyone hears of just because the genre becomes larger and then there's like the stuff that the people who actually care about that genre instead of just like whatever's playing on the radio listen to maybe yeah like i don't know it's kind of a good like i don't mean to segue for you guys but it's kind of a good segue of like is that kind of the similar thing of like k-pop rap like you know rapping in k-pop versus actual k-hip-hop rappers and like their type of style where it's like the k-pop rappers are doing the pop rap like what i just said would be for america and then you have like the more uh you have to be into K hip hop mm -hmm. to know these names, yeah. rappers. Oh, mm. I, that. I feel yeah. like the subject matter is different, yeah. for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I guess that applies for like Western and Korean. It's like, I mean, maybe, maybe rap, like K pop rappers are talking about, you know, like maybe struggles or love or stuff like that. But I guess it becomes more raw when it's said by a person or like an artist in the actual K-hip-hop scene. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like two different worlds, right? And I also think K-hip-hop rappers don't have to 
uh, censor themselves yeah. as much as a K-pop song. Yeah, would. yeah, 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 yeah. So I rambled on quite a bit longer than I really should have in this part, so I'm just going to articulate it a bit better here. Pretty much, I am trying to offer, I guess, a different way of looking at it, and that way, I guess, is sort of, I guess, the musicality of it, or, you know, a stylistic perspective, and I guess in that perspective, if you look at it like that, there are a lot of ways which, um, I had said, there are a lot of ways which, um, Korean hip-hop is closer to, or offers sort of music which is closer to American pop rap, um, compared to, you know, like, K-pop rap. Because I think K-pop rap is something sort of entirely different that you don't really see in the West, simply because, I guess, what it's trying to really do, or the function it's, it's performing, is something which you don't really see a need for in the West because you don't have rappers in sort of groups. You don't really have that type of group dynamic um, where there are like multiple singers and rappers who always work together um, on one song. I guess the closest thing you would see is when you have a, I guess, pop rap, pop rap rapper on like a collaboration with, you know, um, pop singers. But it's something sort of different because I, I was saying, you know, um, stylistically speaking, the type of music you hear in pop rap, let's say, um, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci I was into Lil Bump for some reason in high school. But anyway, um, you're not going to see that in, you know, K-pop rap, but you would see that, um, in Korean hip-hop, because I guess the motives and, like, sort of the styles which they're trying are different, and in Korean hip-hop, I guess there's, in pop rap, there's more of a, I guess, like, need or an urge to sort of try different things. Um, and sort of break the mold of pop rap of that genre which they're working in whereas with um, K-pop rap there's there's less of an emphasis on like changing up the rap itself um, because the rap isn't the focus the rap itself doesn't have to carry the whole song so I guess what they're doing um, is just different so it's a bit hard to in a stylistic way compare pop rap in America to K-pop rap in Korea yeah like I feel like it goes back to saying how one has more restrictions than the other. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that is true. Like, I think while there are restrictions on, like, mainstream American rap, or, like, pop rap as we called it, I guess, like, it's it's sort of, like, a different extent. I mean, I guess maybe it's more about, like, style, you know? Because I was thinking of, like, like, I was thinking of, like, one thing in, like, the West would be, like, like Gucci Gang or something, you know, like Lil Pump. I used to be a sort of a fan of Lil Pump, don't ask why. But, like, you wouldn't see, like, that's, like, pop rappy type stuff. But that's not the type of pop rap you would see in, like, idol groups. Like, that's something you would see from, like, no. ask <laughs> wanna live for real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'd say, um, different parameters, because... In idol music, there's certain topic matters that you're not allowed to discuss, or certain topics matters you're more often compelled to, by your company, or expected to discuss. And in American pop rap, 
There are also topics which um, you're expected to discuss. Also, interestingly enough, I think that's even more true with um, with female female artists, rappers. Um, like most American pop rap female artists tend to discuss a certain sort of like topic matter. Um, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, um, Nicki Minaj. Um, there's sort of like a something which you know gets artists popular. Um, and over in Korea, you see that groups like Itzy, um, what's the one which did La Di Da, Ever, Evan, Ever, Everglow, they all have this like, ooh, empowerment, we're strong and independent and cool, whoa, type, I don't know, that's not a good way of explaining it, but there's a certain vibe which, you know, um, has been trending recently, um, specifically in like Girl Crush, which you see like charting well or doing well or getting groups popular and that's um I guess sort of interesting but I wouldn't say that oh you know idols have are expected to do like a more niche genre or a more niche set of requirements than western artists it's just that those requirements are different and because we sort of live in the west we're more used to the western set of requirements so we're like oh look at how idol groups are often writing about like specific things you're not allowed to talk about specific things like a lot of artists over here also aren't allowed to talk about certain things or are expected to talk about a certain matter if they want to become big and you know that's something which just happens unfortunately um things trend um expectations are made to make songs trend or artists trend um yeah yeah so i I guess that i I think it's just more of like because K-pop's literal pop music with rap mm-hmm. in it whereas the yeah. American counterpart that we're comparing is actually it's still actual rap. Well, it's rap, still the yeah. like traditional like what hip hop is, mm-hmm. but they just yeah. popularize it by doing what they like try they try mm-hmm. their best to make it like as listener friendly as possible without knowing all yeah, like the like, cool little like to a larger Oh, audience. what is it? Yeah, without going into, like, these complex rhyme schemes where it's, like, you need to have the ear for it to pick it out or going into, like, these, like, complex flows where it's, like, oh, um, they, they like, let's do our genre but for a popular audience. And then K-pop mm-hmm. is just, well, let's do yeah. pop music and then throw rap in it. So I guess that's yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, because, like, I guess in K-hip-hop... What were you going to say, Brianna? Um, well, I guess another thing to note, too, is that a lot of these K-pop idol rappers, they join their companies so early... They become trainees at what like 10 11 12 13 years old so i mean i guess they really haven't had as much life experience as other rappers would just because they're not allowed to do nearly as much like they're not allowed to smoke they're not allowed to drink um, they're not allowed to date drive those are some popular examples i'm sure there's more but i think that's also something to consider that's a that's a great point. So, like, their lyrics might come out differently because they. I have mean, yeah, less I guess they experience. just have had different experiences, and that's even if they're allowed to write their own material. Because a lot of K-pop rappers, I feel like, you know, they're really not allowed to write their yeah, own stuff. Yeah. So, I could be wrong, but. Yeah. I I think I mean, you I think could more probably. More they do yeah, I think it. so. 
just like yeah recently to a certain extent or like to us about a certain like content matter i think also because they are usually fitting it into mm-hmm. a pop song so there's already like certain, like a certain vibe going guess, pop genre or like concepts like things you talk about in pop music and so you wouldn't like suddenly mm-hmm. have you know your average pop song and then <laughs> you have like an emo rapper jump yeah in. you're like life is a struggle a constant struggle like that'd be a bit weird so i think they're like yeah like imagine if imagine if yoongi put his solo like you know that from his first album uh one of his like last? lyrics from the yeah. last into a bts song like that, that yeah, would definitely, not I mean, probably go you to wouldn't it. hear it on like the radio or anything i mean they have to try to appeal to a mass audience so i also so wanted to say uh, i can understand that yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh, but I, I was gonna say so, though like i think another about, difference like, is that like with uh-huh. um k-hip-hop like k-hip-hop itself isn't necessarily underground mm-hmm. like i think that's another important thing to mention is that like there is pop k-hip-hop inside of k-hip-hop you know like they are artists there who are catering to you know like a a general audience so i think it's a bit not like it's weird but like there are some places where like the comparison between like american underground hip-hop and like korean k-hip-hop like sort of breaks because they still are trying to, or some artists are trying to make more like palatable mainstream music. They're just mm-hmm. doing it like completely rap. So I think that's why like you have those artists who are sort of like pop rappers inside of yeah. K hip hop as well, who are trying like chart, who are trying to you know Zico their way on the boards or whatever. Is there any uh, rappers you'd want to like deem as the uh, the pop K hip hop rappers? Um, I mean, like, Zico is sort of one, but he's also is sort of, um, like, K-pop. But I think, like, people like, you know, Ash Island, or, well, maybe Ash Island, or, like, yeah, I think, like, some of the, you know, um, like, uh, what do you call it, like, lyrical rap rappers do tend to make music which is a bit more, like, playable to a wider audience, or people who aren't really into, like, rap rap, including, like, Korean rap. You know, they would probably be more okay listening to like Downtown mm-hmm. Baby on the radio, you know? Like that charted very well because mm-hmm. it was something which, you know, people who aren't necessarily into rap would enjoy, would listen to. Um, and the artist Blue himself is sort of more like a, I guess, vibe or personality or sort of like presentation, which like people who aren't necessarily like into, you know, hip hop, hip hop would be interested in or drawn to and things like that. Um, I don't know. I think there's also, like, some of the presentation of, like, like, female rappers tends to be, like, marketing them to be a bit more, like, Mm -hmm. poppy at times. Um, I was thinking of, uh, like, the collab between, uh, I wrote, (laughs) like, a a weird Reddit post about this, um, about how, like, uh, what's her name? Narani, for her collab with, uh, shoot, what's the girl's name? Wasabi? Mm, yeah. Queen Wasabi. Uh, qu- wasabi, yeah, Queen Wasabi. Yeah, Wasabi. Like, they definitely made that to sort of be more, like, poppy and sort of similar, like, almost similar to K-pop, I guess, where they had, like, those backup dancers who they were supposed to dance with, and that was, like, that girl crush concept almost, and they had that sort of more EDM track, which, like, for, other than the fact that that was, like, more sellable, there wasn't any reason to make Mirani an EDM track, like, she doesn't do that type of music, 
in the past. And I think a lot of times where you see female rappers these days, they do sort of market it like that. And I do think that is sort of like a, I mean, partly because in the West, people like Cardi B, um, I guess Doja Cat or things like that sort mm-hmm. of do well with that image, but also because like K-pop, you know, yeah. that also does well. So I think that's another like, yeah. instance of like marketability over like the individual artist style, like. There wasn't anything about Marani that was like, oh, she should do a EDM beat. It was just like marketability, pop music. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could also talk, or something I also wanted to talk about was, I guess, like authenticity in both genres, um, which I think is an interesting thing. Because there's definitely, like, a debate of, like, is K-pop authentic, which you hear a lot. But I think you also sometimes hear that, um, especially in the West. Or if you play, sort of, or if you talk about Korean hip-hop to, like, Western hip-hop fans. They're like, oh, you know, like, what's so authentic about that? Like, why, why are, like, Korean, what is the Korean rap scene, you know, really talking about? Like, how could they be authentic? Like, they aren't living the experiences that, like, American rappers are. Like, aren't they just trying to copy American rap and things like that? I think it's, like, an interesting thing that, you know, both genres have that concern. But at the same time, a lot of times, there's that idea that, like, looking from K-hip-hop into K-pop, like, oh, they're less authentic than these artists or things like that. Um, I I guess it kind of gets into levels of authenticity. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean... Because when, when, when you're saying, like, oh, okay, hip-hop's not authentic because it's not, like, the true, like, where hip-hop came from, which was the 1990s. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, agree with that opinion necessarily, but... Oh, I don't... I do I hear don't that. Either, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I guess it's just, like, because in that mindset, it's, like, you know, you can only... Rap can... It's, like, a very conservative view of a music genre of, like rap mm-hmm. is one way it can only be one way or hip-hop's one way it can only stay one way and it's like that's the way it has to be like forever for it to be true hip-hop because at the end of the day like no matter how inspired a k hip-hop rapper will be from like listening to um maybe like rappers from the nights like tupac or even someone like eminem or whoever it may be like no matter how inspired a korean hip-hop who grew up in south korea uh is it's like they're never actually like in like where the true authentic hip hop comes from. So um, Mm -hmm. I I guess it just gets to the point where it's like, does authentic really mean you have to literally be from that specific area? Um, But then in comparison to like, then you get into the next level of like, well, K hip hop looking at K pop um, has a bit more like viability, at least to me of, well, a majority of K pop rappers like we just mentioned, um, that, even though some do now, but um, for a long time, they didn't write their own lyrics. Um, so it's like, is mm-hmm. that really authentic rap? Like, does dude writing your own lyrics make it rap, or is it just rapping makes it rap? Like, you know? So it's like, is that really authentic? And yeah. it comes down to that question of whether you think yeah. so or not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. I think even from a, the question, oh. from a fan's perspective, too, it's like, like maybe some people might not see uh, K hip hop as authentic because they're not like Key mentioned before, like they're Asian or or they're not from America and stuff like that. 
Like, I was going to ask you, uh, Matt, like, what did your friends think when they first started hearing K-hip-hop? Like, did they think it wasn't legit or, or what? My friend, um, well, I didn't start showing them until, like, a few years into the channel, because, like I mentioned, it was all K-pop before then. But um, when I started showing them, the main other person on my channel, who uh, his name's Bryson, um, he, uh, I'd have him react mostly to other stuff, especially in the later years. And so I started showing him um, K-Hip-Hop, and his initial reaction is like, this is the stuff that I like. Because like, normally when he'd listen to K-Pop, it's like he'd sit through it and he'd get like, it was okay. Because he, he doesn't listen to pop music, so <laughs> it's not ever his style. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then I show him K-Hip-Hop, mm -hmm. and he's like, why haven't you shown me more of this? This is the stuff I like. I like, I like this, because he listens to mm, like... Okay. Um, when I first started doing the channel with him, it, uh, he listened to artists like Logic and... Um, a guy named Whit Lowry, and um, as we continued the channel and he like developed his music taste, he was listening to people like um, XXX Tentacion mm -hmm. and Ski Mask and a bunch of like underground uh. scene people. Uh, so, yeah, and then I ended up just showing him like, "Hey, I'm gonna have you react to the 119 remix, and then you tell me who you like in there." And so he he loved that because, yeah, he, I, he for the most part, my friends were like, "Yeah, K hip hop, good K." Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from hip hop listeners. Yeah. Can I ask what was that reaction so, to oh, uh, the artists? I, mean, I I saw a few reactions when I glanced over from the camera when I said XXS Tentacion or was it Ski Mask? Or... I, I, I love X. Oh. I love yeah. it. Oh, God. Yeah. There you go. I think I talked about this in the past. I love like XXX. I love like Joey Badass. Um, I love Juice World. I don't know. I like a lot of those artists too. I think um, Nuna Bree listens more to American hip hop than I do, to be fair, or knows more about it at least. I only know like the. I wouldn't say I know more. Artists, I just yeah. I have different tastes. Yeah. I mean my top rappers that I really like these days are like Joyner Lucas, J. Cole, J.I.D., um, Busy Banks. He's a little bit less known, but he's one that I have been listening to a lot. So, I mean, I don't really know much about like people like Ski Mask, Juice World, that kind of stuff. So it's not that I know more. It's just we have different tastes, I guess. It's like different. I mean, you've been into American hip hop yeah. for long. I mean, I mean, I guess I've been alive longer than you. So. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. Yeah, it's like different subgenres of rapping, I guess. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like a couple of years ago, we didn't have any singing rap in Korea, right? But we did mm -hmm. in the West. So now, like, Korea is kind of picking up on that singing kind of rap. Oh yeah, you definitely. To be fair, America. Yeah. Was, it was taking a while for it to, like, gain traction, really, too. Yeah, I mean, I think Korea will always, I mean, not offensively, <laughs> I would say offensively, but they'll always be kind yeah. of behind, yeah. behind yeah. on the trends. You yeah, know? I mean, they're taking a direct, no matter what the genre is, and as much as I say, ugh, I don't like this group anymore because they're American <laughs> influence. Like, as much as I say that, yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, any music <laughs> that's popular or hip-hop in mm -hmm. Korea is like, yeah. it's taking at least a little influence yeah. from... Uh, yeah. Like my friend, like I just mentioned, I was on the channel with you, Bryson. I played for him Mirani's uh, Tic Tac from this past year, mm -hmm. and I put it on. He's like, "Oh yeah, wait, who is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Mirani." He's like, 
she sounds like she's trying to copy Playboy Cardi. <laughs> that was his first reaction. <laughs> So it's like it's like he's literally like she's a Playboy Cardi, not to be offensive, but Playboy Cardi wannabe is what he said. (laughs) So yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I think a lot of artists starting off are like that. Oh yeah, and that's why it takes a bit like to you know like for develop their sound. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you listen. I think you listen usually in America when like artists are picking up. It starts like at a smaller level when they're like certain underground artists influencing under other underground artists and then those artists become bigger because attraction gained around the genre but there isn't that like as big of an underground scene in korea so the influence instead of being drawn from like their own community often comes from like america because that's Mm -hmm. where like the core of hip-hop is you can definitely hear it with like mirani like Mm -hmm. like i said like she has that playboy cardi sound and tic tac or yeah tic tac but then all throughout show me the money nine and then even her recent releases it's like that sound is gone it's like she had that when she was like more of like the underground like not really known to like have her influence like try to Mm -hmm. sound like people that she likes listening to and then as she got her name out there now that Mm -hmm. she's her own artist that she's really well known she has her own style yeah i kind of the opposite like as I mentioned late one earlier, I've never heard that style before. Like I cannot think of anyone else who does a rap style or del- I guess delivery like late one does. I mean, if you guys have someone I'd love to know, cause I'd love to listen to more of that, but it's like that, like very like yeah. impact on like, yeah. yeah, like the, the heavy impact on like the uh, spaces in the rap and like purposely pausing the rap it's like i've never really heard anyone do that before him and that's kind of what made me go like oh who is that like i because i first saw him in the show me the money nine um i forgot which part it was the one where each team had their own cypher basically and i was like who's the guy wearing the trash bag he sounds so good i've never heard that thing before (laughs) and yeah so i I, if you guys know someone please let me know because i'd love to know them but i don't think he's like influenced by Mm -hmm. i don't know who he'd have been influenced by because i can't think of anyone who sounds like that I guess there's rare occurrences like that where it's like there's one artist that just completely is their own style and they they haven't tried to be inspired by anyone else. I mean, that... Or maybe they're, like, inspired originally, but then they, like, get something out of it. I think it was, like, B.Y. too. Mm. Like, when I heard B.Y., I was like, I've never heard Yeah, I was like, I've never like heard anything like, like that, yeah. West. But now you got K-hip-hop rappers yeah. coming up that are, like, not... I don't want to say idolized, but, like, they're inspired by B.Y. Yeah. And now they kind of have B.Y.'s style coming yeah. up and it's like... You, you see the chain reaction start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one way, like, certain genres or certain countries can develop their own styles or, like, unique, you know, like, areas where they're doing something you wouldn't hear in a different country. But, oh, definitely. Yeah. Out of the couple of the years that you've known, uh, you've been listening to K-Hip-Hop, Matt, like, what's what's, like, one album that you've been, like, always going back to? Or one song, I guess, if it's not an album. I, I guess Indigo Music's 1803... Oh, I forgot the song name. Oh, the, yeah, that eight, song? Yeah, 18... Yeah, yeah. I know which one The one about, about the date of when I when they released the album, I think, or the, the started Indigo or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, I, I adore that song. Um, that album overall is good, too. But uh, more recently, also yeah. last year, uh, Swervy's album. Oh. Great. Oh. Oh yeah, Swervy. It was good. I never get people who like are really into Swervy. 
Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. A lot of people tell me maybe I would like Swervy. I like keep on giving her a listen, and I just like I don't get it. Me too. Wow. Mm. What about Jackie? Like, I listened then? to like Art. What was it? Art. Art Gang Bunny. Gang. Art. Art Gang Bunny. Art, Art come yeah. from. Art Gang Bunny. Where the money come from? Art Gang Bunny. Where the gang come from? Art Gang Bunny. I listened to that song before it was popular too. I just want to be a hipster real quick. Because <laughs> 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 it came out literally the second I found out about Swervy. Because I, 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 the highlight like. Uh, what was that called? Uh, Palo Alto, Huckleberry P, Swervy, and Yunbi uh, was on that? Or is it Swady? The uh, Oh, it was like a Dingo Freestyle episode, right? Yeah, I think it was, I guess it was just called Highlight. It was just like a self-titled song. But that song, I found out, and I'm like, oh, wait, who, who's the girl? Oh, she kind of went so... off. Oh, it's Swervy. Let me look. Oh, she released a song yesterday. Arcing <laughs> And then she didn't release a music video for it until like three months later. And then I'm like, and then it blew up. And then it got big. And I was like, ha, I knew her before everyone else. I'm a hipster. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to say you're a hipster that I have a K-pop channel? Not to say that, like, hipsters can't like K-pop. Or liking K-pop. I mean, there's there's ways to like K-pop and be a hipster. You can, like, go and, like, you're not a real K-pop fan unless you listen to groups like Mont and um, literally just name a bunch of groups that get under 100,000 views per video or something. It's like... I only yeah. listen to the underground K-pop. Okay, I guess that's true. Oh my god, underground K-pop. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. On that on that Indigo song you were talking about, Jackie's flow is like so good. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's one of the. It's like the only song she doesn't use auto tune in. Oh, I I found a bunch. Like, I mean, I guess recently she's been doing a bunch of stuff without auto tune. Mm-hmm. Not really recently, recently because she only dropped like three things last year. But yeah. uh, like she did a feature on um, Soyun's album, I think it's her name. Um, like oh yeah, yeah an yeah, indie yeah, yeah. type singer, indie. Yeah, yeah, type I thing. know her. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, fantasy. Oh, what's the yeah fantasy? Fantasy. She she goes all like she even sings without auto tune too, and I'm like, Jackie, mm. what? Like, like that that impressed me. I was like, holy crap, like. She is using her voice without autotune. This is like heaven. I've never heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, I don't worry, so you and I got you. <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, she also went off and rapped super fast in that, so I also like that. <laughs> I'm ready when y'all are. I like Jackie, but I listen to most of her like more generic or like her classic Jackie Anarchy. stuff. Jackie stuff. Anarchy. Enchanted Propaganda. That's a Her great first one too. two oh, albums were like completely different than, than yeah. that last album. I could not did. get into Enchanted Propaganda. Once like, I was shopping all. in Trader Joe's, I tried. I, I got into that really? one before Anarchy. I just played. I played Enchanted Propaganda the first time I heard it, or like the second time. I guess I heard it once when someone tried to get me into Jackie. I was like, no. Then I heard it again, and I was like shopping in like Trader Joe's. It was Trader Joe's in New Jersey for whatever reason. I was there, and like the whole like thirty minutes I was shopping, I kept on repeating that song, and I was like going down the aisle like this, and everyone was staring at me. I was like, Enchanted. Wow. Gotcha. I was like tossing things into the cart like. Yeah. Oh, this is such a vibe. She also recorded it at the Korean uh, <laughs> War <laughs> Memorial Museum. The area. I forgot what it's called. Oh, like the DMZ or something? No, no, no. Like there's a museum in the middle of Seoul. I no. went to it when I was in Seoul in 2019. 
And I, like, I went to it, didn't realize that she had recorded it there. And then figured it, because what they did was they, they cut the background, like, of, like, the rest of the museum. So when she's in a tank or in the uh, thing, it just shows, like, the tank. But those are just rundown tanks that are just sitting there in a museum that she can go kind of, like, climb on and, like, hey, guys, I'm in a tank type of thing. And she recorded it there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I know where she recorded that. I've been there. Right. So they're like public things that anyone could climb in and she just climbed in it and recorded They it. reclined it. I'm pretty sure she brought like herself on a sunny day with like one cameraman and they just recorded her like, okay, go there and go there. And then she just got this like amazing badass editor that was able to like cut out the background and make it look like the tank was It's uh, Swervy's it so boyfriend. Cool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was Isn't it ex- yeah, yeah. ex-boyfriend, right? Oh, I don't know. Didn't if they have like a huge falling together, out, but... and then Jackie and Swervy yeah. like hated each other, and now they don't talk, and now I'm sad because I would never get a collab. No. Yeah. yeah, that that used to be like a whole like group. Uh, I've seen like photos. It's like it was like Swervy, Jackie, Y, Bryn mm-hmm. too. Like, oh yeah, they all used to be a thing. And then yeah, I think like Swervy's uh, ex or actual the Sui Films or whoever Sui films, yeah. the guy who did Enchanted Propaganda. Yeah. I remember they took, it was like a year and a half ago maybe, um, Jackie's music video for Anarchy got taken off of YouTube because it uploaded to Sweet Films. And it was like, oh, everyone's like, why is it gone? Jackie, why is it gone? She's like, don't worry, I just re-uploaded my own channel. We had like a falling out, everything. So I, I guess yeah. she's kind of done with that. But <laughs> oh, drama, this is like old drama though. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of this, but... I guess that's, that's that. To a regular segment. Also, this is my little cat. I just got him today. Uh, let's see. I was gonna say, um, like, talking about the differences, obvious differences between K-pop and K-hip-hop, is that a lot of K-hip-hop labels operate more mm-hmm. like a crew or yeah. a family. Like, yeah. talking about, like, higher mm-hmm. music, VMC, Just Music, um, well, most K-pop companies, like, they don't, it's just kind of like an idol group or a group. It's not like one label kind of I, acting as, like, a family. I, I guess that spawns just from the fact that the CEO of, like, Indigo, because that's what I know, the CEO of Indigo swings. Mm-hmm. The CEO, or former CEO, I guess, of uh, Highlight, Palo Alto. It's like, yeah. the rappers make their own labels, so it's like, the people that they recruit yeah. are, like, their children essentially and then the k-pop mm, labels mm, of like sm jyp even the small ones um like at's a small label kq entertainment um it's like yeah sure it's like a small like family like thing i guess if they have like a new group debut it would be like their sister or brother group but it's like the ceo doesn't at the end of the day care about them and their success oh. they care yeah. about getting money yeah. from their success you yeah know? where at the end of the day i feel like Someone like Palo Alto in uh, Highlight genuinely cares for the artists that he signs. Yeah, yeah. For sure. while wanting to make yeah, money yeah. too, but like he he has a care for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't see them as dollar signs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I noticed that for K-pop um, companies, they just some of them don't promote, like the one when Got Seven when Got yeah. Seven. Before GOT7 left uh, JYP, they didn't promote the last album. Mm. The fans promoted it. 
why we have multiple GOT7 members in under J Park now in higher music and in AOMG. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like favoritism based on like who can bring in the most money. I think favoritism. Yeah. I mean, also because they're larger companies, so it's not like just the CEO yeah. making decisions. I mean, not that it's just yeah, the CEO yeah, yeah, making yeah. decisions in like K hip hop companies yeah. either, but it's like. There's whole like board, boards yeah. of people and like yeah, there's a whole bureaucracy to it. All of these, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's I I also think a little part of it is um, the K hip hop labels like the job of the label like the whole partnership between them is like from the way I see I could be wrong correct me if I'm wrong because I know nothing about this stuff but it's like the rappers sign on to the label so that the label can get their name bigger by using like other like they work together to make them bigger and then if the artist blows up the label will get bigger but someone yeah. like a k-pop company a k-pop company would be like they're not there to like okay got seven make jyp bigger they're not bringing got sevens train as trainees on to like I feel like it's a different concept. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like not like a partnership. Mm -hmm. It's like a hey, we're you're our yeah. um, subjects, and you will yeah. do our bidding while you're under contract. And yeah. then the yeah, K yeah, hip hop yeah. is like, um, yeah. hey, we're like. I guess because JYP's already yeah, like massive, right? The artists already are artists. Yeah, like those companies, those idol companies are already like massive. They don't need to be more massive. Yeah. It's like for a K hip hop artists, it's like they're mutually getting each other more popularity yeah. also when companies want to become quote-unquote more massive it's not that they would sign specific artists but they at least when we're if we're talking about you know the the big three slash four um including big hit um they would be making deals with other labels because there isn't really like a specific artist which they're like we want you to join us um, we you have just as much to offer us as we you we have to offer you. Um, whereas with labels, uh, I guess there's more there's more equal beneficial offerings. I guess I guess it's all about like how much one person can offer um, the label versus how much the label can offer one person. Um, whereas you know, or in K-pop, the company is offering a lot more to the the potential artist um so therefore they're they're like at the higher power whereas with k-hip-hop labels because the artists have more to like leverage they can make like not just fair deals but like the the company has more to like invest or they're they're more invested in getting that artist to sign for them especially because they're usually bringing in artists who like already have established sound and like a history mm -hmm. of making music so it's not like we're gonna make you an artist. It's like we like what you're doing as an artist. Yeah, join our team. Join Plus, us. you also get all. <laughs> you also get join us. All of these. We want you. Oh yeah, definitely. You also get all these like really cool collabs from K hip hop labels that you don't get from K pop labels. I mean, like yeah. I guess there's been right. one which Cube did, which they got all the Cube artists and groups together. But outside of that, it's like, does JYP ever get like literally their groups to like collab on a song? I guess yeah. SM's done it a few times, but it's I like guess. it's super yeah. in the same thing as like IMJMWDP. I know it's three labels working together, but still, it's like 
literally every song from i guess i keep using indigo because that's the one i know the best but like 2018 indigo it's like every song yeah every every song was like young b noel justice or kid millie jackie swings or and then another collab with like four of them of like um maybe they have geary boy on it and they do so like every collab like they were just all the time constant collabs helping each other and then k-pop companies are more like you have like the few like super m let's bring a few idols together from other groups oh cube collab but it's like not a constant like having pulling each artist together mm-hmm. yeah. to try to make the best thing ever i think part of that is that there's less of like a forum of sharing ideas inside of like a k-pop company um and you know in k-hip-hop like Artists are supposed to be constantly exchanging ideas, sort of changing up their style, changing up their vision. Whereas, um, I guess in a K-pop label or in a K-pop group, you sort of have like a plan or a, I guess, concept. You have these concepts that you're supposed to stick to. Um, or there's like a lane, a specialty, which your group is supposed to have. Um, which I guess means it'd be less beneficial in certain ways. Um, or less necessary for these artists to be exchanging ideas and sort of working and collaborating. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you also have, like, so many artists in one group, and they're already, like, there's a line shortage, and there's always, like, this person doesn't get enough lines, this person, whatever, and I feel like, how are you going to get, like, multiple groups of that size to collab? Then it would have to be, like, individual members of Mm. the group, and then that becomes... This is a little different, but, I mean... The one thing, Kate, I don't know why you're, what you just said sparked this idea in my head, and it kind of doesn't have anything to do with it, but um, K-pop companies don't intermingle much, because it's like a dream of mine to have like this like kind of cypher collab, like you know how like BTS used to do all the cyphers back when they were actually doing rap Mm -hmm. stuff, like they would have like the cyphers with just the rappers, but then they also had like Supreme Boy, which was under big hit at the time, Um, and it's like, I want the JYP to be like, Changbin and uh, Jisung, you guys are like our best rappers. You go collab with August D and uh, RM from BTS. And then, you know, grab in like maybe Juhan from Monster X and like Bobby from YG. Like just grab like six rappers from various companies, different various groups, not just do a collab stage, which I think they've done before, but like an actual like album, like the Indigo album where they had a bunch of different solo artists on there. But for like K-pop rappers, and they, I don't think they would ever do that. It's just a dream of mine that I really want to happen. But um, that a big difference is I don't think K-pop would ever yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it's just like the financial side, you know, like since it's split up in each company and then inside of the company, it's like the managers, the artists. And when you like are paying companies instead, if you have like, artists from one company and then you're pay, like, like splitting half of it to the company and half of it to the artist then it's like i guess there's more money you split around but if you're like okay so we're splitting this much to this company this much to this company this much to this company and then out of that we're splitting like this much to each artist and things like that i guess part of that would be harder to manage i guess it's probably like less financially beneficial to i like, do know the there companies. was a uh, it's it's not and rap like, but you know k-pop i'm sure you guys know it K-pop did a collab where it was like Soyeon from Cube, Solgi from SM, uh, Sinbi from G Friend, I forgot what their company's called, and uh, Chungha from CJ ENM, I guess. I'm not sure what company she's yeah. under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
so they had all four of those girls. Like they weren't oh, yeah, rappers yeah, yeah, yeah. except Soyeon. But like they all came together, made a hit, yeah. like a banging song. I loved it. And it was just like, I, I wish it was like a full album, but it's like they came together, made a song, four different girls for four different groups. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I get an Augusty, Changbin, Juhan, Bobby mm-hmm. song? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, just rappers are mistreated. <laughs> Not actually, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That'd be cool from artistic perspective. That's the only way I think about it. Artistic perspective. Who cares about money? <laughs> I feel like the energy shit. on that song would be like through the roof also. Exactly. With all that's those like... rappers. <laughs> yeah. That's my vibe. I would love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of get the, uh, the, uh. I, I also want to see more like K-hip-hop and K-pop collabs though. Like we have a lot from like, uh, yeah. Chang-Mo. SM in general does a lot. And like soloists. Mm-hmm. SM stuff like Bacon, yeah. Loco. Yeah. Where they brought Loco yeah, in. Uh, SM did a recent one with uh, Bacon and uh, uh, Changmo on the T1 mm-hmm. Runner song, I think it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah T1, yeah, yeah. T1 mm-hmm. Runner song. And um, I'm trying to think of others, but yeah, I, I think SM's exploded Kid quite Millie a bit. Too? Was it Kid Millie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, Taemin. Taemin, yeah. Oh, yeah. Taemin. And then there was one with. Um, Shiny's done other ones. There was one with um, Loopy. Um, he had a uh, Vinxen. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a uh, Soyeon, um, the other girl, and Hyoyeon, Soyeon, and Lupi. Yep. With, uh, yeah. yeah. I did not like yeah, that song. Yeah. Unpopular yeah. opinion. That was the first time I actually saw. Oh yeah, <laughs> I liked it at first, except I didn't like Lupi, and then I liked Lupi, so I was like, I bet I'm gonna like that song, and I heard it again, and I was like, wait, actually, I don't like it. <laughs> I am not a big fan of Lupi. Yeah. I don't know. Don't, if you ever talk to him, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> what? I am not a huge Lupi fan. I have, I have a hit list of people who say they don't like Luffy. Really? Oh. I take a person. Oh. Okay, only one person on it yet. Not oh. you. So I make number two. Yeah, not you. <laughs> it's not, it's well, not like I have if a you hatred wanted, for Luffy. I've just never really... Out. I always give them the option. I've never gotten the... Mm-hmm. He's never pulled yeah. me in. Yeah. Someone came onto my stream or my stream server to tell me that my taste in loopy or me liking loopy was wrong and i was like i'll find your address one of these days and like do it so now that's why i have my list but you know matt is just like sweating profusely he's like that was me (laughs) (laughs) how'd you know no oh my god i feel like wait i really (laughs) oh god Hmm. (laughs) well i'll know once Mm. i get that address and if it's yours Mm. then we'll know once I show Oh wait, why am I always threatening people on this podcast? First to meet you, then Matt. I swear it's a joke. I'm not gonna run anyone through with a katana, I promise. It's it's all I, I will say to Michi probably deserved it. Promise, please. <laughs> so it's okay. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I don't remember what he did. But he brought up Glock Talk. That that's all I remember from that episode. Yeah. So I think, like, just just brought up Glocks, <laughs> not like anything specific. <laughs> it was just that, like, it, it came up in a conversation. <laughs> that wasn't like a reference. That... <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, to build off what you said about idols and idol rappers and and K hip hop rappers. In the past, we've seen them have like beef with one another. 
and kind of like not have a very good relationship. So like there's K-hip hop rappers claiming that uh, like idol rappers don't make authentic hip hop and you know that they're manufactured or they're phonies compared to K-hip hop artists raw upbringing, I guess you could say. Is that a modern thing? I, I can't think of any like modern instances of like a K hip hop rapper being like, yo, these K pop rappers aren't real. Like I like of course you know like uh the the B or the B free BTS drama. Yeah. The most like the fa most famous one, of yeah. course. And I'm sure yeah. there were other ones back then. But I mean, looking at like K pop rapping, like other than Zico, it's like what rappers in twenty twelve, twenty eleven K pop were really doing like what k-pop rappers are doing now it's like zika was really the only one i could think of that was rapping in k-pop songs in 2012 so it's like i could see where the k-hip-hop rappers were coming from when like be free for example um picked totally the wrong group to diss but um <laughs> that's besides the point it's like nowadays it's like i've never really heard any k-hip-hop rappers calling out idols at least recently i think it's not it's not, uh, I, I guess it's not really like on songs, getting called out on songs, but I guess as an example could be like, show me the money where it's like, oh, why are idols going on to this, onto this um, show, right? Like so, they don't need it basically yeah. kind of saying. Though I think there is, part of it comes from like fan perception, I think, or I think part of it is sort of like a, like an exaggeration to a certain extent. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I think, like, one thing which we saw on, like, Show Me the Money was when they were, they, uh, Show Me the Money 9 at least was when, um, some rappers were like, oh, the only rapper I know, the only idol rapper I know is, uh, G Dragon. But at the same time, most K hip hop rappers seem to, in fact, no idol rappers it's just like they don't really they don't acknowledge them there's much of a disrespect yeah from yeah yeah. but like that sort of makes sense like if you're not really working with them or stuff it's not like you disrespect them or you believe you know they're on par with you it's just like you don't really have opportunity to work with them like why would you be like oh yes i know everything about all the straight kids rappers yes i research for this i have my flashcards i'm sure there are actual like underground rappers in korea right now that like listen to like they listen to like their normal like you know american hip-hop korean hip-hop to like inspired and then they they secretly sit back and like i'm gonna listen to some stray kids today let's put this on and like oh i love this idol like i'm sure there's a few rappers in there that listen to idol music and yeah yeah, yeah. respect it too yeah no i mean even like changmo or like like uh blue was a fan of uh black pink changmo like red velvet or mm-hmm. something i think um, I think there are definitely, like, instances where you have, like, rappers who are into K-pop music. Um... Okay, but here's the thing. Here's I mean, I can think, think of, of, like... I mean, basically, in these days, if a K-hip-hop rapper were to come for an idol rapper, there's, like, legions and legions of fans that will just, you know, descend on this rapper and just basically, I mean, cancel him. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one twenty. What was it, fourteen or thirteen? When Be Free like went at BTS, it's like yeah, and that was seven. About it today, they're just not only they're still mad about it, but it was like seven years ago, and like Be Free got like 
every one of his music videos, the like to dislike ratio is horrendous. It's so bad. So that was like seven years prior to the amount of fans Mm -hmm. BTS, for example, has now and the rest of K-pop. So it's like what Be Free got, a normal rapper would get, but then it would be like 30 times worse. I think um, it's sort of important to mention, though, that uh, Be Free wasn't just coming after BTS from a musical standpoint. Um, He was making some, um, I guess, uh, problematic. He was insinuating some problematic stuff, um, I guess, about, like, idols and wearing makeup and men wearing makeup and sort of, I guess, how different genders present and things like that, which would have, you know, upset like a wider audience and if you just sort of been like oh you know why are you guys just dancing and you know focusing on all that kind of you know aesthetic stuff instead of you know uh just hip-hop and rap you know i feel like that's detracting from you as like a hip-hop artist i mean that's like that's his opinion and people might dislike him for it but i don't think it would have gotten as much backlash as like the specific things he said especially since um you know, in, in Asia, um, especially East Asia, it's like more common, sort of more common for um, men to wear makeup and things like that. So it was like a so pretty uncalled for, like I could, I don't know, like it, it was just something which, you know, was, he shouldn't have said, didn't really matter and would pretty clearly upset a wide audience. Um, so I think, you know, that does, that is part of why it's like gotten his name um as like one of the the biggest you know k-pop versus k-hip-hop feuds or things like that but i don't think um either of them are probably like salty over it now at this point you know like i think most of it is like fandom led but i guess that makes sense with most feuds i think after a while like individual people will stop caring but um like a larger public would still be able to like see the videos or like see what happened and learn about it in the moment and then be upset so I think that's like something which just happens um, on the internet and on fandoms and things like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, also, I think one, like, he wasn't just saying like, oh, I don't like idol rappers. He was like being pretty offensive. I don't know. He had like the, some kind of, I don't remember it exactly. But I remember being like, that's just, that's not just like being like, they're not artists. He was just like coming for them for no reason. Um. But also, I think, like, I mean, I guess they, they would, like, get a lot of dislikes and stuff, but I don't think most of the people who would be upset over, you know, like, a K-hip-hop artist saying, like, a K-pop idol isn't as good as a rapper is someone who would necessarily be contributing to, like, sales or views yeah. in the first place. Yeah, they place, would use you know? it to get their name out there, like, to get bigger. It's, like, any yeah. type of publicity is good publicity yeah. type of mindset. Yeah, yeah. But I think now, like, K-hip-hop mm-hmm. rappers much more focused like, to do I that, mean, get to attack each other mm-hmm. rather than... Because I've seen so many diss tracks, like, in just in yeah. the past year of two rappers going at it in K-hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kyle Guy, Guan Jojo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then... Young Wong. Yeah. Noel and Shark. Yeah. Oh, which... Uh, Poems 3 is coming out, and I'm absolutely certain now that, um, the, the comeback for, uh, what's his name? Uh, shoot, I'll listen to this guy. Lil Boombop Boy. Who? 
The guy who dissed Owen. Oh, on Byung Woon. The guy Wun. who dissed Owen. On um, Byung Woon. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I listened to him. I just forgot his name. On um, Byung Woon's. He's gonna add the. Uh, I'm pretty sure, or almost certainly, oh, that he's track? gonna do the uh, like comeback diss for On um, Byung Woon on Poems Three. Like that makes so much sense, you know, because On um, Byung Woon had it on his album. Yeah. And we saw that he recorded it. There's a new album coming out. So, uh, more diss stuff to come. I mean, out, you I can guess. just look at, just like the Guangyo Joe diss stuff that yeah. happened. It's like, it started off with just the two of them. And then you bring in, like, I mean, at one point, it got between Tommy mm-hmm. dissing Outsider. All their like, friends came in. Somehow that transforms into Tommy dissing Outsider and then Outsider going back. It's like, how did that. Mm-hmm. Just because you dissed Guangyo Joe rapping fast, and then Outsider's like, oh, I need to respond because he dissed fast rapping. And then Tommy's like, oh, you mistreated me, so I got to respond to you. So he just, like, exploded, so. <laughs> And Tommy isn't releasing anything yeah. either. I mean, part of that, I guess. Which is yeah. weird, but yeah, uh, it seems more like an attention. Well, not an attention grab per se, but like yeah. people know they could get their name out by doing that. I mean, that's a valid strategy. Like people, American artists, yeah, like, like, that like we were saying, time, where it's like, ah, here's a yeah, like topic. We I were just saying, like, uh, like Korea music is always like five or ten years behind American music. Five years ago, 2016, mm-hmm. YouTube diss tracks were like the big thing. It's everyone, like, that's how you get big. Rice Gum dissing you, or like, um, uh, the Sidemen group from uh, Great Britain just like going back at each other. Like, it's all fake, but it got their, it blew them up even more. And so it's like, you know, Korea's five years behind the music. So they're like, you know, this 2021's the diss track here. We're just going to write diss tracks on each other. Hmm. You guys remember the control disc phenomenon of 2014? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at that recently, uh, just to remind myself. Mm. So I don't forget. Never forget. Yeah, because it's showing me the money. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> it's just crazy how like. Yeah. Like so I guess there was people... a there was a disc situation back then, right? Yeah, on... I just don't yeah, think there it was, was a disc situation common... back then. Sorry, go ahead there. Oh, like. Yeah. I feel like that that diss track was like that diss track era was different where it was just like that was actual they didn't bother posting it on YouTube yeah yeah that was like actual like like right now it's just like like petty comments yeah like right now it's just like I might not like you but you know we can benefit off of not liking each other and have this like you know unspoken non-public agreement like yo I'm gonna diss you it's gonna get a bunch of views you diss me back it'll get more views and we'll make this we'll both get big from this Back then, it's yeah. just more like, I genuinely hate you, um, so I'm going to diss you. <laughs> yeah, like like you were saying, I feel like the more fabricated one was when, like, old T tried to diss uneducated kid, and then, Iconic. like, that was kind of fat, and then they... And then they ended up making a video together <laughs> yeah. with the quiet bitch being in the middle, bitch and then he was just, like, really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I feel like now it's just, like, I'm going to call you out over instagram or like oh i'm gonna like talk shit about you on my instagram story yeah. but back then it was just like nah i hate you so i'm gonna tell it to your face mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like how how uh swings mm-hmm. said that like simon dominic you like fucked over esens right yeah so mm-hmm. yeah and and those relate and those relationships yeah. that were that were broken from the control this only were repaired just now we see that from like Simon Dominic. Yeah, 
recently. Um, making a song with Swings on Show Me the Money, yeah. right? It's like their relationship just got better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of like modern, this is sort of off topic from a general thing, but um, modern, I guess, beef. You really see the difference, I guess, with like the, did you hear about the, the mommy son? And then there was like the younger, the younger rappers and like the graffiti person on Instagram. I faintly remember that, but I don't know the details. So, some, she, it was pretty recent. It was like a week ago. I don't really know the younger rappers though, but it was like a crew of younger rappers um, who like called mommy son out because he was talking about like, like managing people well or like how good his company is or something like that and they're like oh like you're just doing the same thing as other you know companies and you offered one of our friends like a really horrible you know like um contract where you your company would get most of the money like how dare you pretend you're above that like you're just trying to capitalize off of young rappers dreams as well and then they like spray painted something about mommy son on a wall and then they like videoed (laughs) it or something he sort of called out like swings or on jam and stuff like that a bit oh and no chong yeah he account. kind of my new instagram yeah the yeah, one you're yeah. Writing about i mean he kind of called them out but it was more of like because yeah. i read an interview that he had done prior like after the album released and mm-hmm. he had said yeah you know i may have said these things but overall i still love them it's just kind of like you know, I needed to voice like my him, own, yeah. you know, I needed to voice these things just to get it out. But mm. I mean, he still has love mm-hmm. for his company and for his members. So yeah, it's just friends being angry at friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. And then for the rap, yeah, yeah, and then added into yeah. their whole album. <laughs> then immortalized yeah. in song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun yeah. to listen to, though. So whatever. So yeah. we also have like yeah. um, groups I mean, and artists that we kind of feel like have brought K-pop fans over to K-hip-hop. Um, you could say like people like Zico, um, Gray, even um, Jay Park, definitely Epic High. Jay Park, because they're kind of like they're not underground. Like yeah, the, they're I kind guess. of like in the middle per se. For- yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you actually mentioned that. I, I don't. I've never actually talked about that before. But in my head, there's always been like a clear like, this is K hip hop, this is K pop, and then there are like a quite a, like not quite a few, but like a select few artists that are in the middle. That's kind of like a transition between the two that do both. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Jesse, mm-hmm. um, Flo Sick, yeah. like all these rappers. It's like a lot of people know them, but you're not gonna call them k-pop but also uh some of them it's hard to just call them straight up k-hip-hop jesse i i I don't know if i would call her k-hip-hop but at the end of the day she still raps but is she a k-pop soloist Mm -hmm. Uh, she's in that weird wishy-washy place i mean i would yeah yeah so that that's just like a um that's an idea that i've like had i've just never mentioned it before Mm because so i never knew if anyone thought the same but um they um own freestyle from like 2017 or 16 or something with like sick k punch nello yeah. flow sick all of them it's like yeah that got a lot of k-pop fans into k-hip-hop i'm pretty sure too none of them are like the uh transition rappers i don't think mm-hmm. but um well maybe i mean dpr live was on it i think yeah, he i would is. call yeah, him yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a transitioner maybe oh yeah yeah, yeah. DPR transition yeah transition artist that's what we're gonna call them i mean i now. think yeah. part of those artists are like yeah 
Yeah, middle ground. I don't know. I mean, part of those artists, I think, is that, like, a lot of times, like, not only are they transition artists, but sometimes they're just artists, which I guess would count as, like, K-hip-hop or K-R&B, who a lot of K-pop, like, fans listen to without really yeah. knowing mm-hmm. what they're listening to or, like, what genre mm-hmm. it counts as. Because I see a lot of people being like, I bet this is a K-pop soloist you have never heard of. <laughs> or Dean. Dean is a, or like, yeah, Dean is a Dean classic example of that. Yeah, Dean, I hear that. that I Dean's feel like he was... One. Yeah. Or Hayes, too, I think, because of her. Because even some of those artists, like Hayes, collaborate with uh, hip-hop artists, right? Like, we had the Geary Boy and Hayes collab, right? But then... So it's like, sometimes they transition. Yeah. I mean, Hayes is sort of KRM. Or, like, she Hayes? definitely would be KRMB. Like, yeah. I don't think she's... Well, she did start off rapping. Like... I miss her rapping. Like, the first few releases she did, she mm. rapped. Yeah. But it's like, I miss... Yeah. Like, not... Okay, no, that's the wrong way to say this. Um, I feel like, recently, Hay- Hayes has become... Has kind of went down the road of a K-pop soloist. Like, she definitely wasn't yeah. when she debuted and did that collab with Dean and everything. Like, she was, like, a mixed between a rapper and KR&B singer. But the more that she releases stuff and the more collabs she does, I feel like she's more straight just, like... Um, Ailey type, not Ailey. I don't know. Like that's female soloist, K-pop, but it's not like in a popular company type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just like a pop artist, I guess. But not from like a group. It's like a general yeah. solo artist. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like BB is BB? like she makes pop music mainly. But oh, she's I always like consider her KR&B. Yeah, BB yeah. makes pop music. <laughs> I mean, she makes pop and she makes like. I mean, she makes like R and B, but she also a lot of her music is like yeah. pretty poppy. I'd say. I mean, I think she's another one of like. like I wouldn't say she's like those like. She, artists which get people. Oh, I guess maybe she, she is. An yeah, especially I, I don't know. I'd never heard of her until literally last year. She kind of just like came onto the scene. Unless I'm blind, and she's been oh, here really? forever, very popular. But I just found out about her, but. Um, she like for me came onto the scene last year. It like seemed like she just blew up out of nowhere for me, and I was just like, "Damn, okay." And I, I feel like a lot of K-pop fans that I know, BB is one of the ones that they point out to, like, "Oh, that rapper," like, because I mean, she doesn't really rap, but it's like she has kind of rapper vibes. I, I mean, like, she was in the the Code Clear song, so. Speaking oh, of which, I don't know why Code Clear had a bunch of yeah, K-R&B artists on it, too. That was kind of weird to me, but that's really off topic. I don't know. I guess it was supposed to be... I mean, there, K-R&B oh, yeah. and K-Hip-Hop mm-hmm. is pretty linked together. I think. Like, scene-wise, Collab a lot together. of most of the artists, like, intermingle. Compared to, like, K-Hip-Hop versus, like, K-Pop, the, yeah, you... it's more of, like, one continuous scene. A lot of times since, you know, like, the producers are the same. Yeah, you some can, of the artists do. Well, I mean, they're all on like the that. same labels, too. Um, I mean, you hip-hop look at and just... R&B are often. Yeah. I mean, hip-hop and R&B are often pretty connected. Yeah. Uh, you can like, just look at, like, um, I forgot what year this came out. Was it 2019? Moon dropped, Moon dropped an album, um, and she had, like, a bunch of uh, K-rap or K-hip-hop features. Um, or the Coogie's recent album. Um from last year, I'm pretty sure, or is it two years ago? He had like Moon and like a bunch of other K R and B singers. It's like they have like whenever the K rapper needs the Korean rapper needs a vocalist, they go to the K R and B vocalists, which is mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, yep. that's it. <laughs> that's all. I stuff. think we covered it all. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, is there any sort of final wrap up or anything? Final wrap up. Just listen to English music. Final big Don't worry about <laughs> Korean music at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should write that in then. Just go listen to it. Uh, Stan Ariana Grande. Stan a little pump. Uh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> From now on, we are going to become one A hip hop podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, we're changing our name oh, to World Star. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a World Star of K hip hop? My voice just cracked, but we should make one. Yeah, that seems like Let's a make one. Like, yeah. <laughs> World Star K Hip Hop. That seems like an easy, World like, Star. okay, not easy, but hey, that doesn't exist. Let's make it type of thing. The World Star of K Hip Hop is kind of like Hip Hop Playa, isn't it? They kind of cover the news and I stuff. I don't know. I... But they cover American hip hop too. Yeah. So, this is the end of the episode. Um,. If you have any feedback, questions, or topics you want us to cover, please DM us or comment on our posts at 82K Hip Hop Podcast on Instagram or Choose K Hip Hop on Twitter or Instagram. We'll read it out next episode and discuss our topic, discuss your topic. Um, we're still looking for an audio editor um, and possibly a video editor. Um, but other than that, it's been great if you've listened all the way up till here. We'd love to hear your feedback. We're very grateful that you're listening to us. And um, see you next episode. Thank you, Matt, for joining yeah. us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it was awesome. It was really fun. Yeah. Glad I, I'm glad yeah. I did it. Turn out, it's down to